Welcome to the X-Men Files, a podcast where Inessa and Brian talk about the X-Men comics. He's reading them again as an adult, she's reading them for the first time. So grab your back issues out of their Mylar bags, and let's talk about the greatest comic book series ever, the X-Men. Welcome back to the X-Men Files. I have forgotten who I am because I've not done this <laughs> podcast in ages. You are Brian. Thank you. You are Inessa. I'm Inessa. Yeah, that I'm never going to forget. We have no idea <clears throat> what, what we're doing here. Uh, that has never stopped us before. That is, <laughs> over the course of, um, it has been close to two years. Two years. Uh, no, more than two years. It's been more than two years? Yeah. I'm afraid to say that it has yeah. been. Uh, we yeah. began this in 2020 in May or thereabouts. Um, yeah. So it has not yet been three years, but holy crap. <laughs> It's a long time. It's been a good long one. Yeah. It has been. Um, have we had a good run? Yeah. We've had a great run. Okay. We're not okay. done, but we're. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah, but, we'll, but we will be thinking about when to. It's, we, you had mentioned at some point, like, a point that you thought would be a good stopping point. We, we are well beyond that. <laughs> I think. <laughs> we should have stopped I think it's fair to ago. say <laughs> that the, the, the good place, the good stopping point happened quite some time yeah. ago. There will be a second not so good stopping point <laughs> at some point. Um this is this is episode 97. Wow. So we're closing in on 100. We will all be disappointed to hear that that's not when we're going to stop. <laughs> what we're was gonna... the what was the point at which you thought we should stop? You had mentioned something I can't remember. Um I don't recall. Well, you could look at this from a couple of different Maybe ways. Maybe we'll never stop. No, we will at some point. We'll, we'll die at some point. <laughs> and I hope that this is not like in the middle of podcasting. <laughs> Isn't Although, with... Yeah, there are worse ways. Uh, there are a few ways to think about this. One way would be we're past the issues that I read in real time. Yeah. And at this point, the whole conceit of the thing is revisiting issues that I read in my youth with a middle-aged adult person's perspective. Right. We're beyond that. Right, right. Past that. So another stopping point, logical stopping point, would be when we get to the end of the Claremont run. Right. And that's where I think we will be. We will end. Yeah. And when is that? I I can't remember. 220. I mean, it, we got a while. <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, yeah. We, we, we've got a little while. So uh, we will stop at the end of the Claremont run or until we run out of gas even more so with this whole <laughs> weird hobby. Of so today we are recording on a Monday evening. Usually we record on a Sunday night. I'm freaking out. Yeah. Monday, and, Monday uh, evening yeah. recording. And um, maybe we should, I don't know, we'll see if we like it. Because I like, I, I think that this is better. Do I'm you? making a gesture. Um, I think that this yeah. experience or this, uh, you know, our product, as okay. it were, for our many advertisers is sure. better yeah, when for we, their products for their products really? that they our definitely products. advertise yeah, here yeah. very subtly okay. on our podcast. Yeah. Um, I think our product is better when we do it every week or close to every week. I think when we oh, miss yeah, a bunch every of week, weeks, we get definitely. very, yeah, we get, it yeah. gets pretty disjointed. If, if we do it every the week, story. then we've got, I think maybe a year and change left. I, I don't know why that provokes mirth from you. <laughs> um, our, our pace slacked significantly yeah. after, you know, starting sometime in like 2021. Well, once we, we were able to leave out. the house again exactly. safely. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Once, yeah. once we've got anything better to do. 
But yeah, let's 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 be open to the idea of uh, of doing it during the week if we have I'm to totally cool miss the weekend. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. one of us goes to bed sometimes at eight. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah, TikTok. We've got about <laughs> yeah, fifteen minutes. twenty minutes until you. Fifteen minutes into a before pumpkin. I start complaining about my toes itching. Okay, yeah. great. So let's begin. I'm going to say this in terms of a blow by blow recap. We're we're pretty terrible at that anyway. This issue in particular, I think, does not lend itself to that. No, we can very quickly summarize what happens in this issue. Cool. So you can summarize it, and we're, we'll talk about the detail, but in broad strokes, in three sentences, you can summarize it and go. All right. There's the opening thing with the eagles. There's something with eagles. Yes. Storm decides that she is going to hand over control of the X-Men to Wolverine while she seeks out Forge. Wolverine is not wild about this. Yes. To try to get her powers back. She goes to Forge's uh, condominium slash creative (laughs) chamber and finds uh, a lot of really super weird shit there that's like these weird kind of holographic uh, memories of all the stuff that they that they did there together and uh, his his like a spiritual mentor naze is there and uh, he is evil but storm does not know it yeah and they, Do you remember him being evil? I remember him being evil at the end of the okay. of the I last mean, it, one. It's 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 kind of telegraphed in this issue. Yeah. If, you're, if you're not hip to that, yeah. Okay. So he and Storm agree to work together to right. what find find Forge find Forge so find Forge and uh, there and she's going to help him, which she shouldn't be doing because because he's, he's evil. evil. Yes. Uh, yeah. That that's basically it. I read this for the first time in my life yesterday, oh. last night, I think, and. By the end of it, I recall thinking, I'm not even sure what just happened here. <laughs> what were what, what was your take on this? So issue? I thought it, I loved this issue. Um, really? Okay, yeah, great. I liked it. And I was, I read it over the weekend yeah. and it was one of those that like, I was kind of at the end before I knew it. Like that's okay. usually how I yeah. can tell, like that's a good tell for me for how I feel about an issue. Sometimes it's like, I've been reading for a long time and then I look and I'm only on like, Page 12. Right, right. There's still a lot to go. But in this one, somehow a lot happened. Um, yeah. In, and then and then it was over. But, I mean, obviously nothing really happened. She went there and mm-hmm. she just kind of uh, reminisced about about the two, yeah. I guess, two experiences that she had had there. With, or was it just all in one? It was all in one. All in one thing. Yeah, yeah. all in one thing. Um, One one. One condensed period of time, one one event, as it were. Um, it, it most of what happened happened in life death. There's a little bit of spillover into the uh, the issue after life death, but mm-hmm. I don't know if any of that was reminisced in these bizarre, messed up, super creepy holograms. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So I thought it was I thought it was really cool. It was fun just because it's been a long time since I've read those. It was fun to kind of re- like reminisce myself about yeah. those that that issue, um, you know, Storm and her like prom dress. Right. right and right. Uh, their little flirtation, which was, uh, you know, the, the prom dress. And then she dresses up like one of Dexie's Midnight Runners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So. Uh, it was kind of, you know, the flirtation was like sort of sweet and adorable, like a little sexy, yeah. you know, um, even though Forge kind of sort of seems gay. I don't know. Uh, now, what makes you think he's gay? Other than the fact that he's wearing, 
short denim shorts. Maybe just that. <laughs> okay. I, uh, all right. I anyway, thought there was I, some... I, I've got nothing else to say about that, uh, although they'll clearly... <laughs> That's the tell that that we both. I mean, you're 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 thinking that that's proof, and I'm thinking that's what you think is proof. No, so. I don't think it's proof. I felt like there was some other conversation that we had about that. Maybe not. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it like, and it's obviously the 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 art is cool, and the space that he lives in is cool. But yep. just kind of I'm reminiscing their whole thing, and I love Storm. She's my favorite. Yep. Uh, my favorite ex person. Yeah. And so. Um, any issue that has a lot of her kind of thinking about her her journey, uh, I'm right. going to be pretty happy with. Uh, I, I agree uh, with, with with all of that. Um, I, I would have made very similar points. Um, what else about it? Like, I want to go. I want to read it again, which sometimes is the mark of something that that isn't all that great. In in this case, it, it's a mark of an issue that 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 worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I want to read it again because it, it, it's like. It's like my dinner with Andre in, in comics. I don't, know. I don't know what that is. Uh, it, it's a movie um, where there's like just a conversation yeah. between two people, basically. That's the totality yeah. of the film. Uh, it, this is like that. And I, I think if I were to have read it at 15, I probably would have said this is pretentious bullshit. If I would have read it at nine, I would have said this is boring and nothing happens. Yeah, nothing happens. Yeah. So at 50, <laughs> I think there is a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> there is a lot of exploration of Aurora's interior. Yep. That sounds kind of gross. Um, <laughs> Interior, yeah, exactly. Monologue. No, no, I know. Yeah, yeah. Thoughts. Her, yeah. her, her inner, her inner space, her inner world. Yeah, inner space doesn't make it any better. <laughs> her inside. We all, know, we all know what I mean. Area. And I, 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 I've been ruined. I, I started off very damageable, but but clearly my emotional and uh, uh, sexual maturity <laughs> is, is taking a beating. Um, Which also sounds dirty. <laughs> we need to start over entirely. <laughs> Returning to praising yeah. this issue, uh, it, it, it's a fantastic Aurora-centric yeah. uh, issue yeah. that I want to go back over again and take my time with it and just enjoy the amount of time that I get to spend with this character. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love the character. Uh, she's the one of, of the X-Men that seems like, I mean, they all seem like real people to me, but, you know, she yeah. seems most like a real person. Uh, she's kind of, you know, been going through the struggle. She lost her powers, yeah. but she's still doing her best. And, right. you know, it's really hard <laughs> because yeah. she doesn't have any powers and yeah. she, she misses them. And, uh, yeah. It's very yeah, touching. She, yeah, yeah. It, it, she she is, a, when, when you say what, what makes her seem real, is the journey that she's on. This speaks to a point that I've, I've belabored, but, but I, I, I love repeating it uh, about what it is that makes that made these comics so relevant and important to me. It, it's not that they're powerful. That's not what makes the characters interesting. Mm-hmm. This is something that Stan Lee, God bless him, really understood. It's not th- the character's power is not what makes them interesting. It is their weaknesses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> their, their struggles, their powerlessness right. is what makes the stories interesting. The stories. Well, that's going to be the thing that speaks to like, you know, nine year old you because you don't feel powerful as a child when you're reading those. Right, you feel powerless. Um, 
I, I yes and no. Uh, I I think that um, so nine year old me or a nine year old uh, <laughs> nine year old you for real. I, like, yeah. I'm not I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I I don't want to get too deeply into, into how personal it is. I, I I do think that for an audience, this notion of uh, being drawn to a a, a character that must struggle is, is something that would appeal to a lot of people and that some folks don't get. I read some modern comics where that is lost. Yeah. <laughs> Either the way that the powerlessness or the struggle is narratively constructed mm-hmm. is, is just, it's just kind of dumb. Yeah. <laughs> um, or the character is like super powerful. This is one of the reasons why I found, at the time, I found Wolverine not a very interesting character. Because right, he was. Yeah. He's loads worse now. He's unstoppable. Um, he just slices the shit out of people. Now it's, you mean currently? Well, now it, it, when I say currently, um, post Claremont. Yeah. I mean over the years he's he's kind of ebbed and flowed. Yeah. Um, but he winds up being a, a kind of a boring character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of, of, of something recently in the MCU, maybe, that would speak to this. They're, they're actually pretty good. I'll say this. My, my, my favorite moments in, in a movie like Infinity War and Endgame as mm-hmm. well are the characters processing grief and processing loss. Yeah. <laughs> um, th- those are... That's loads... The, the battle scene in Endgame... It's very, very well done. It's not remotely my favorite part of that film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, Aurora, terrific. And she is literally powerless. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is something fantastic that Claremont has upended the whole the whole idea of, of superheroism mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when she is literally right, powerless, powers, right. but she remains heroic. Uh, so she's fantastic to watch, and yeah. I can't wait to see what happens next with her. Yeah, did you read the the Powell? I did thing, so you know what happens eventually. Yeah, eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be sad, or you know, or maybe it won't be, <laughs> or, or it won't. Yeah, one, 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 or the other. Yeah, and the issue before this one doesn't connect with it at all, right? The issue before ends with like. Uh, I have no recollection. <laughs> the issue before ends with them finding that, like, uh, land shark or whatever the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah, 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 the thing is. Yeah, that'll then, pay like, off in, like, six or seven issues. Yeah. Uh-huh. Alex Summers is there, and they're yeah, like, maybe yeah. we should kill him. Right. So, and yeah, and then they're like, maybe, maybe we shouldn't. Yeah. And, um, you know, he doesn't trust Magneto, but maybe he does. Right. I don't know. Right. Um, so I'm curious what the what the next issue will be about. I, the Marauders, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which we're going to be pivoting away from Storm. Yeah. But we'll get more Marauders. Uh, I did read the uh, the Jason Powell for the next issue. He says the action sequences are very well done. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to seeing uh, whether I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Did you read any background from uh, the, I can never remember, the League of Actual Gentlemen? I didn't. The, okay, neither did I. Yeah. All right. So we've got no footnotes. <laughs> we've got no we additional insights. Yes, plagiarize from someone else or or anything like that. Yeah, they usually provide good insight, and uh, you, you you boys do good work. If they you, do, if they you're do. listening, which yeah, yeah. you're definitely not. No, no, no. I can't <laughs> imagine that they are. Okay. 
Um, all right, so I think we've yeah, covered this issue. Now, yeah, it's weird. It's like it, just because like it's the action is sort of so concentrated in that she goes to this thing and she reminisces, right. and then she sees Nays, who's evil. There's like <laughs> yeah. actually, I mean, it's it was like I loved it, but it, there's not actually that much to talk about. We I think we've right. over the three years that I guess we've been doing this, we have plumbed the depths of uh, you know, the the the, the characters themselves. Well, I don't know about that. Um, I, I, I think we have a lot. Of interesting things yeah. to say about the characters and, and about uh, the genre as well. Talking specifically about the issue, if there were people who remembered specific dialogue or, 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 or story beats, maybe there would be more. Or if people were smarter than me, uh, they would have something to say about something profound uh, that happened here. Um, but th- this is an issue that... Uh, when you say people, do you mean me? I didn't. I didn't want to say people smarter than us. I don't want to say like you're as dumb as me. That would be there aren't any other people here. If you're listening, it's just the two of us sitting here. I was about to say you know what I mean, but of course you don't know what I mean. I do know. Yeah. Oh, you do know what I mean. I do know. Yeah, you're saying that if I was smarter than you, then I could have had some. A person smarter than me may have had more stuff to say about the issue. I could have taken better notes or notes. Let's spend the next five minutes berating ourselves. I'm not berating myself. I'm not berating myself. <laughs> well, ourselves. I, I mean, I can berate you if you if you want, but I'm not yeah, berating carry ourselves. On, yeah. no? <laughs> the um, uh, the beratement. Um, any anything more from you to say about this issue? Sadly, no. I've said everything. Yeah, I've said all. That, I've said all that there is. That's cool. We yeah. we we know what happens on yeah. this, and we need to start changing our tagline. It's really the podcast about the X Men. And also other things, popular culture. If you want to hear a recorded conversation about a a happily married couple talking about stuff, talking about movies and TV, you've come to the right place. Heavy dollop of X-Men every every episode. Yeah. Pop culture. What do you uh, go? Pop culture. Apparently, there's a movie coming out about a bear that does cocaine. Yeah, cocaine. <laughs> it's been bear. a hot topic of conversation around our dinner table. We mentioned this last night, and yeah. and you asked if it was an actual movie, and we said yes. And yeah, kids and I discussed it on Saturday night. Uh, yeah, there's a movie called Cocaine Bear, and Such a stupid title. It. it we are revealing one of the ways we over. We have pretty decent overlap culturally. There are other ways in which you and I absolutely diverge. Mm-hmm. Cocaine Bear is an awesome <laughs> title for a movie. Oh, and the fact that, I mean, it, it's weird that I have to, to point that out. And I couldn't possibly explain to you why that. You okay, so there's a movie about a bear that does cocaine and he goes on a What's murder it called? What do you What do you name that movie? What do I name that movie? I name it. Ursa uh... Murder. <laughs> How about you? I don't know what I name it. I'd have to yeah, think about it. Yeah, you don't. Uh, uh, I'd, I'd name it, does a bear shit in the woods? <laughs> does a bear snort in the woods? <laughs> okay. So, and, and, and it's unfair of me to say, to put you on the spot like that, because that's, as we've established, that's not the point of criticism to, to, do, to do better. But uh, this critic, I couldn't do better. And also, that's a great fucking title. <laughs> Cocaine bear. What? It, it will be whatever is on the label. It's going to be a bear that does cocaine, just like murder shit. Breaking bear. It's it's De- nope. 
Nope. <laughs> I was thinking of good shows yeah. about drugs that have good titles like Breaking Bad. The, yeah. the movie it sounds like Cujo, but with, with a, a bear. great deal of no, with a great deal of self awareness. They didn't call Cujo Rabid Dog, right? Because like Rabid Dog, like that movie would suck. I've I've seen Cujo by the way. It's not that great, honestly. It's called Cujo, Cujo. Have rabies? I don't even remember. Was that the? Yeah, it's a rabid dog. Hmm. And I think, like, the kid has asthma or some shit. Because, like, they're in the car. They're in a car, and the car runs out of gas, and there's a rabid dog that just you know, wants to eat them. I don't know how long it takes for a rabid dog to die of natural causes. But the whole point is you need to get them out of the car. Because otherwise, like, uh, stay in the fucking car. Until <laughs> <laughs> the dog goes to sleep, and then you run for help. But, like, the kid has asthma or something, so that's mm-hmm. why they need to get out of the car. I've read the okay. book Cujo, but I've not seen the movie. Yeah. Okay. And and you don't need to. Cocaine Bear, though. I need to see this movie. What, what happens? Because unlike Cujo, which like, I just stay in the car, unless the kid has asthma. In which case, well, you know, it's a rabid, uh, it's a rabid dog. You're gonna get fucked. You're like you're gonna get eaten by the dog. Cocaine Bear. You don't need to worry about those issues of realism. Because it's called <laughs> cocaine bear. Okay? You're not going into that thinking, oh, this isn't realistic. It's called cocaine bear, motherfucker. I don't know. One That's of our right. children is convinced that it is based on a true story. I'm trying to set her straight about that. But the, it, in terms of how it, I said this at dinner. It was, it was funny when you said that, you know, the, the only way that it is based on a true story is that, like, there are bears. Right. Yeah, that bears exist. Um, but, but as I said at dinner, and I'll repeat now. Whether it's based on a true story is immaterial to whether the movie is going to be awesome. Who's in the movie, by the way? Who's in the movie? A cocaine bear. (laughs) (laughs) You keep skipping over the fact that this has the best title ever. Who, like, what other adult non-bear people are in the movie? Oh, I don't know. Liam Neeson, uh, Tom Skerritt. Who gives a fuck? (laughs) Neeson is not in that movie. Is he in the movie? I don't know. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Of course it matters. Because, like, that's a draw for you. I'm only going to go see a movie called Cocaine Bear if it's got Brad Pitt in it. Okay. (laughs) Brad Pitt can absolutely... He will make you believe that a bear will do cocaine. Cocaine Bear. Let's see who's in it. Yeah, you go go see who's in it. But I I can tell you it doesn't matter. It's going to be uh, some animal trainers and some puppeteers who are making you... Uh, buy into the visual illusion of a murderous, coked-up bear. Holy shit, it really is a real movie. Yes, it's a real movie. It's being released, like, next week. What? February 24th. Oh, no, sorry, That's next soon? month. Next, no, next month. month. Okay, is Cocaine Bear a real story? It's an upcoming dark comedy thriller. You're meant, you're meant to be looking up recipes. Inspired by the true story of the cocaine bear, an American black bear that ingested a duffel bag full of cocaine in 1985. Yeah. Ray Liotta. I thought he was uh, Ray Liotta's last film. Oh, boy. Um, Carrie Russell is... Oh, my God. Carrie Russell is in it? Yeah. Yeah. Jesse Ferguson is in it? No, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Jesse Plemons. Who's Jesse Ferguson? I have no idea. Okay. It's got a couple of kids in it. A couple of kids. A couple of kids get eaten by the bear. Do you think the bear eats them? Probably not. Yeah. Okay. Oh, boy. Oh, Oh, it's got that other lady that's like the evil Russian lady. It's got everybody from the Americans. No, it's got two people from the Americans. And three people. Who was the third? Um, Alden Ehrenreich? Was he in the Americans? Who else was in the Americans? No, I don't know if he was. So, Matthew Reeves. three people? Matthew Reeves? Reeves. 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 Oh, sorry. Um, 
I don't see him being in here. Uh, I do. I had to expand not the cast. Not according thing. to not according to Rotten Tomatoes. Huh. Not according to Rotten Tomatoes. And but then, uh, sure, why not? Margot Martindale, who's like the uh, yeah, the Russian girl, the Russian, the old Russian lady, the old Russian handler, and that might be everybody. You know, they're married to each other, so I guess she could be like Margot uh, Martindale. No, okay. did Carrie Russell break <laughs> up with? What's his name? Matthew Carrie Reese? Russell is married to Matthew Reese. Yeah, so I, know, I know. They they're like they're now a twofer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I I don't know whether Matthew Reese is in this or not. Um, his presence can only brighten the film. Have you ever seen interviews with him, by the way? No. I I don't even know what he's Welsh or some fucking thing, right? Yeah, he's got an accent. Like it's not it's not shabby or anything like that. But like it's it's not your standard uh the Hugh Laurie Hugh Grant. Uh, English accent. Cause, cause I know, and I know that there's like three dozen uh, English accents. Well, I've met Welsh people before. This dude is like, he's like, I don't know, like estuary Welsh or something crazy like that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not Henry Higgins, but he's got a crazy. I saw him in an interview about the Americans, and it was like, what the? You're a good actor. Yeah, his, his American. If you can keep that under wraps, he's whatever <laughs> the Welsh version of Foghorn and Leghorn is. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and yet on the Americans, he's just like yeah, he's got a very uh, yeah, very yeah. not weird accent. Like yeah. I think once I mean, if you're listening for it, I guess from time to time. Mm. I remember there were a couple. I can't name the specific yeah. moment. But there were a couple things that I was like, the the tell usually is uh, when British people do an American accent, it's it's extra nasal. That's certainly Hugh Laurie in uh, in House. House. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and there are others who do that, too. I saw Hugh Laurie in a restaurant once. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Good anecdote. <laughs> I went upstairs to go to the bathroom, and there was a second Hugh floor. Hugh Laurie was in the women's bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if you played Bertie Wooster. You need to, this is a women's restroom, sir. <laughs> no. no. I went upstairs... Okay. To go to the bathroom. The English are pretty fucked up like that, aren't they? <laughs> and the whole upstairs was like yeah. pretty empty. Like it didn't yeah, yeah. feel like they were seating people up there. Okay, yeah, because Hugh Laurie was up there. There was like a big group around this big round table. And I'm pretty sure that Hugh Laurie was. Although you think that they would have picked a bathroom where like every punter didn't have to like walk through. Like they didn't <laughs> right, have right. to have just like a stream of people walking through Mr. the Laurie toilets. Mr. got a great table. It's yeah. like it's totally private. private. Anytime somebody <laughs> wants to take a shit. <laughs> To walk right past your table. Exactly. We just want to make you think of bathrooms. <laughs> well, then he said, "Oh, see no more. I'm, I'm sold." <laughs> we English love thinking about. Wait, I'm, I'm I'm basically just doing that that Patrick Stewart Saturday Night Live thing. Uh, okay. It wasn't Saturday Night Live. It was an extras, wasn't it? Patrick Stewart has been funny any number of times. I mean, There's yeah. a Patrick Stewart uh, Saturday Night Live skit where he plays the owner of an erotic bakery. <laughs> So people like order these cakes for like bridal showers or some shit, and so he always gives them a cake of a woman going to the bathroom. <laughs> and so the, the whole the whole reason why it's funny is you can hear Patrick Stewart, and I'm not going to bother trying to do the <laughs> accent. Like, oh, what could be sexier? <laughs> it's it's pretty great. Pretty great, uh, and because we have Peacock, we need to uh, we need to Find check that, that out. Yeah. Oh God, yeah, yeah. We, we have barely skimmed the surface of the back catalog of Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Um, that was a lot for Cocaine Bear. I think yeah. we had more to say about <laughs> Cocaine Bear 
Sadly. Not sadly. This I am celebratory about <laughs> cocaine beer. I'm very happy that this movie is coming out. I've not been this gung-ho about a film of this kind since Jason Statham in The Meg, which was a, a real treat. You tell me, by the way, you cannot convince me that Jason Statham in The Meg, which ought to be its official title, is not better than any of the Chris Pratt Jurassic World movies. Because it's better. The one we saw the other day was actually pretty good. I didn't he was see, a C plus. I don't think I saw the Meg. We need to set that right. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was one that you watched with the children. So, um, this is one we're calling it fictional prehistoric shark would not have worked. I mean, you can't go literal. <laughs> you can't go literal like you can. It's called with, Big yeah, Shark. Yeah, so, so, you know, Hungry the Meg. Shark, angry Shark. Yeah. Ang- well, then it's like baby Mad Shark. shark. Yeah, all that. But, um... I mean, it's a little. It sounds a little bit like Cujo, and that's some. Yeah. I don't want to be too harsh on Cujo, <laughs> Cujo. for the title. Um, although it was, it was a, deep, a forgettable, deep rage. Wait, rage wait, the Meg fish. is. Um, it's it, it's short for like Mega uh, Megalodon or something. Yeah, mm. something like that. Mega Mega some Mega some shit. Yeah, uh, Mega bullshit is what it is. There's some <laughs> huge prehistoric fish. Shark. It's it's sort of like a kaiju movie angry abyss but it's it it's like that with a meaningful dollop a jaws 3d (laughs) the underrated jaws movie uh camp as fuck and it was it was really really great um what was my point about the meg oh oh it loads better than any of the jurassic world movies Hmm. yeah i mean that that doesn't i'm not that doesn't that doesn't blow my mind yeah point being there is a way to make a fun movie that is self-aware. You can go overboard. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying that cocaine beer sounds like it's going to be terrible. It's just a really. I'm going to roll back the tape because I think you said. <laughs> I think you said exactly. I said the that. name was stupid. Okay. Yeah, that's all I said. Uh, all right. I'll, I feel more that cheerful so. knowing that it's going to be a you know comedy thriller, which is a kind of a fun genre, even though I'm not a thriller. It can't be anything other than a comedy thriller, even if they want to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, and that's a good that's a good one, actually. Maybe um, like Sharknado would be an example. Yeah, I was thinking of, of Sharknado. It, it's too self-aware. The, yeah. the first one, it, it was dumb fun, but uh, it, it, was, it was a little bit too self-aware. Like, like they're, they're trying to make it campy. Uh, and, and you do kind of have to do that, but there is a limit. Yeah. Have we talked about Avatar, which I also didn't see? No... Well, maybe we did. I should. I want to say that we did do that. But one final point about cocaine beer and, and movies <laughs> like this. Yes, uh, it's about time because all the the pandemic and everything is serious. I'm looking forward to cocaine. We might or might not see cocaine beer. The movie that I'm legit looking forward to, and I'm going to rush out to a theater and see, is the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Oh yeah, which I may have mentioned. I want some fun bullshit. <laughs> That I can go and watch and enjoy and have some fucking fun, okay? God Doesn't damn it. Need to be, yes, so some fun. God damn it! Doesn't need to be some major event or whatever. And it, it, like, like Avatar. I mean, here's how I'll segue it. I, I, I can assure you that no matter how good the Dungeons and Dragons movie is going to be, I'm going to enjoy it more. Unless they really fuck it up, and they might. I'm probably going to enjoy it more than I enjoyed Avatar. Hmm. Avatar is okay, but 
It was a little bit like eating vegetables. <laughs> it felt a little like a little bit like it might take itself a little too seriously. It does. Yeah. It does. Uh, yeah. So that was one that I was happy to have skipped. Yeah. Uh, the first one gets loads of points for being uh, visually captivating and it's world building. Mm-hmm. And as I've said on this very podcast, I had a moment of just delightful immersion with the first half. I'd seen it uh, on video, but actually seeing it in the theater in 3D, wonderful point of immersion. I'm like, this is great. Mm-hmm. The second one, not so much. <laughs> Yeah. Just so long. It was like the length of two movies. Yeah. No movie needs to be that long. I will always disagree with you when you say that. Uh, I think that movie didn't need to be that long, but there are movies that need to be that long. Gandhi needed to be a fucking epic. The Seven Samurai needed to be very long. <clears throat> they just did. There were seven of them. <laughs> Takes a long time to get through all those samurai. <laughs> okay. Why? Because it's like 30 minutes per samurai? <laughs> they do 30 minutes. This is how you do the math. This is why you're not a, a, a film producer. Yes, yes. There are many <laughs> reasons why I'm not a film producer. Oh, and, and this oh, might be one of them. You, you do have a bit of the Dino De Laurentiis about you. <laughs> I don't know who that is. He's, he's a film producer, yeah. but, but he's just like a, he, you can see him being in a pitch meeting. He's like, seven samurai, how many minutes per samurai? <laughs> <laughs> Akira we could do at most 20 and, minutes per samurai. Tashiro Mifune are trying to say, well, it's it's not really per samurai. <laughs> okay, look, you need to cut it back to four samurai <laughs> and make it 100 minutes. Yeah. Um, I saw the menu on Friday night. What was that about? That was... Um, d- d- are you going to want to watch it? Uh, am I? Are you? <laughs> Are we playing that game where we answer all the questions with a question? Ooh, I, oh, no, I already lost. Okay. I was, I, I was uh, about to say you tell me. Am I going to want to see it? Probably not if you've already okay. seen it. Yeah. I, actually, I, I, that, that's not a rich vein. Um, meh. It's all right. What was it about? Just sort of in three sentences. Uh, in three sentences. I'll use more than three sentences. Similar to... Um, White Lotus and fuck, what's the other thing where we're where we're mocking the rich and we want to kill the rich? It's basically that. Um, eat the rich, not literally. <laughs> no, they're not on the menu. No, they're not. Um, uh, famous uh, chef has a private island, and a bunch of people go to the island, and he has a special tasting menu for them. There's people on it. Yeah, there. Everything they're... is made out of soil and green. Sorry. Oh, God. Anyway. Um, so, uh, but he, uh, over the course of the evening, you can tell he's fucking with them and uh, violence uh, ensues. eventually ensues. Kind of kind of disturbing psychological. Let me say this. It is not as, uh, what is shown is not nearly as heavy as The Hateful Eight. You saw The Hateful Eight. Yes. Very similar to The Hateful Eight, hmm. honestly. Uh, it, 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 one location, a bunch of people in a kind of remote setting. Uh, it starts off seemingly innocent, and things just take a turn. Like Glass Onion. <laughs> Glass Onion. There we go. That's the yeah. other Eat the Rich movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. So that's basically. It, um, it, it was okay. Hateful Eight was like watched it when you were out of town. Yeah. Watched it by myself and. Uh... It started out really cool, 
and it was a really cool idea and like all the acting was really cool but then it just like it just did that quentin tarantino thing where it's like why does it need to be so violent like it doesn't need it could have i mean for me like myself obviously not for quentin tarantino it could have just been just as good with like a little bit less splatter (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay oh speaking of splatter bullet train so bullet train that was fun that was fun. That seemed fun from the previews. The book was really fun. I enjoyed the book. Yeah. I'm curious to see how um, closely it holds to the book. I'm, I'm curious as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see your curiosity. Yeah. Are you curiosity curious to read the book? Because we have it. Uh, maybe. Um, I, I do want to say Bullet Train didn't quite stick the landing uh, at the end, but uh, th- there was a lot of fun to be had Mm-mm. in that movie. Is there a whole thing about a guy who doesn't like to be woken up from naps? There is not. Oh, okay. Weird. So a pretty meaningful departure from the book yeah. in that respect, I think. Yeah. Uh, what else? I want to see 75 films this year. Mm. That's my goal. I want to read 75 books. I've okay. already read six. That's crazy. You read yeah. fast. I can't read a book in two hours. I read a really short book. It was more of like a yeah. two essays. <laughs> so okay. that's one of them by James, the, Baldwin. Uh, the James Baldwin. Yeah. Yeah, okay. and, uh, and then I read this really also pretty short, like a little bit longer than that, but also kind of a novella called how to lose the time war uh which i only like took me two it's days not science fiction though is it it is oh is it oh yeah oh far out yeah. okay cool it's about these two like inner time assassins that uh start writing letters to each other okay yeah it sounds like the time traveler's wife timey wimey or that uh nicholas sparks thing <laughs> It's definitely not like the Nicholas Sparks thing. <laughs> not actually like the Time Traveler's Wife either, yeah, because yeah, you don't I'm, actually I'm, know. I'm, yeah, there's like some sort of global conflict, and you don't, you never really find out anything about the conflict yeah. very much. You just know these two like inner time traveling uh, assassins yeah. that are like enemies, and then they start writing letters to each other. Okay, that's cool. Okay. Anyway, 75 books and 75 movies. So I'm on Letterboxd, and if anybody... Excuse me. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I didn't hear that. Um, and if anybody uh, is on Letterboxd, nobody is, by the way. Is that Goodreads uh, for movies? Basically, yes. Huh. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting into Letterboxd. By the way, if Letterboxd is listening, if you want to hire me to do some data statistical shit, reach out. Drop us an email. Yeah, drop us an email. Cerebro at xmenfiles.com. Uh, while, while it still lasts, I'm going to retire that, uh, that domain. Yeah. Think, Are we know. paying money for it? Yeah. Not loads, but yeah, I'll, I'm going to retire that. Mm. I think. I like having that email. Just, to... uh, we don't, <laughs> we. It doesn't get a lot of traffic. No, <laughs> no. Like, like I get excited when spam shows up there. <laughs> like, I think our, our family yeah. member emailed us once on it. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's nice. That was it. Yeah. Um, what else? Anything else? Pop culture? Pop culture we saw. Yeah. <laughs> the George Clooney, Julia Roberts. Yeah, that was, a, that was a steaming pile of shit. The tagline there should have been, George Clooney has a good haircut. Yeah. 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 Uh, that was a steaming pile of shit. Ticket to Paradise. <laughs> um, I like a romantic comedy, you know, yeah. sometimes... Uh, yeah, that movie was 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 weird. I mean, I didn't hate the experience of watching it. No, not because I think not. they have good chemistry together, and yeah. you know, George Clooney's very handsome, and mm-hmm. the place was pretty, and yeah. you know, whatever. But um, yeah, obviously, it was terrible. You know, thinking about it afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I didn't need to wait until afterwards. Yeah. To I didn't. I mean, get to the I bottom of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, for me, I. Uh, 
found the experience of watching it interesting because whenever I, I going into it, I, not I never want to dis, to dislike a movie. Mm-hmm. I would have been delighted if the movie surprised me with a lot of good stuff that they did not bother putting into the preview, into the trailer. Um, so I, I didn't go into it thinking I didn't go into it wanting to dislike. I knew <laughs> in I went into it thinking I'm probably not going to dig this. <laughs> I'll watch it anyway. Yeah. Give it a fair shake. Watching something like that, it, it is a useful, engaging experience to think, well, okay, what are the choices that they're making here? What is it that's going wrong? Yeah. And on that score, so like for you, it's always, it's too long. Like that's the choice that, <laughs> that you, I didn't that actually say on. that about that one. No, no, you did. Well, a good habit. Uh, it, it was too long, by the way. Mm. I, I don't No, no, no. The movie should have been 15 minutes. <laughs> this, I mean, this is like... I didn't feel I, I, like, I, I, as I was watching bunch, it, I like, didn't like Roger feel... Roger Ebert said, like, a bad movie is always too long. Excuse me. Yeah. I didn't feel, as I was watching it, that I was like, oh my God, when is this going to end? Yeah. Very often. Fair. I didn't think that I wanted it to end. <laughs> throughout sweet, sweet all of watching yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Hmm. But, but in terms of the choices... Um, I mean, before we even get into Julie Roberts' weird wardrobe, where she's she, wearing like the uh, the auto mechanic coveralls, she did. Yeah, that was kind of her style in that. Yeah, in that movie. I mean, yeah. yeah, no one would mistake me for someone who who's up on fashion, but it, it still seemed odd. Our daughter said that her outfits were weird too. Our daughter is a, a rather a natty dresser. Oh, yeah, she is. Um, the, the the an easy one is. It, it wasn't funny. <laughs> the, 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 the characters rarely said anything funny. There were no amusing characters. Um, yeah, the friend. I mean, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Right. So one of the big problems that I had with it that I would have said if I read the script and you know, if I were the producer of the film, I would have said, I have no idea why, apart from the fact that they're both easy on the eyes... I have no idea why these two characters got together. I don't really know why they split up. <laughs> I don't know why they're getting back together again, other than the fact that the existence of this movie depends on it. <laughs> I mean, I, I saw why they got together. Why? The same reason that people get married. I don't know. Why did you get together with your first wife? <laughs> like, it was... <laughs> I don't want to yeah. talk about that. <laughs> you know, but, um... The same reason that people get together when they're in college. They're attractive yeah. and they think that they're in love and, and they're, you know, I, they are in love. Yeah. I, and... I know this. The chances... Uh, well, all right. We got together because we were young and we made a mistake. <laughs> no, that's why those people got together. Right. But why did they get back together? <laughs> well, they'd matured. Honestly, one of the things, this is so dumb, but yeah. like one of the things that annoyed me the most about mm-hmm. that movie, first of all, it does that thing where that movies in Chicago sometimes do, yeah. where like they're filming a thing and you're standing on like the opposite side of the lake and they're okay. filming downtown from a perspective that, yeah. as far as I know, in Chicago does not actually exist unless they live in like Indiana, <laughs> you know, okay. on like the other side of, of yeah. downtown on the lake. 
Um, but then also like, uh, you know, there was this little plot of land on Lake oh, Michigan yeah, yeah, and we yeah. used to cycle up there and, you know, and then, and then it went on, you know, went on the market oh, and it was like, that yeah. doesn't exist in yeah. Chicago. There is not a little, that little you know, plot that of little land plot is of worth land. $10 million. Yeah, that little plot of land in Highland Park is right, worth, right. it's on the market for precisely one day and no one picnics on it because if you picnic on it, they're going to call the fucking police. Right, right, <laughs> All right. that's private property. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's annoying. That's, yeah. that's bullshit. Yeah. That irked me. Um, there's a movie... I don't know what the name of it is, and it doesn't matter, but I read a review of it. I haven't seen the movie. I was reading a random Roger Ebert review way mm-hmm. back when, and Ebert got really, really pissed off at the movie. Like, he hated it, but he, he really took time in this review to say, and another thing, like, <laughs> they they said that the that the killer is in, is in Lincolnwood, and they even looked on a map, and they said, okay, Lincolnwood, we're going to go there. And then the next shot is them in front of the Wrigley building, <laughs> and he says... Now, I know that not everyone lives in Chicago, but come on. <laughs> it's one of the most iconic buildings in Chicago. It's not in the suburbs. <laughs> not in Lincolnwood. <laughs> right. So, like, I almost want to watch the movie yeah. just to see, see that. See that. Yeah, a lot of movies do that. We can't talk about Chicago without commenting on the very tragic, sad passing of... Uh, oh, Lynn Bramer? Well, famous Chicago yeah. WXRT DJ Lynn <clears throat> Bramer, who died. He did, yeah, he two did. Two days he ago, did. and yeah. uh, that's really sad. That is sad. Yeah. Um, you've logged more hours listening to XRT than I have. So but, um, many hours. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was Terry Hemmert that I saw introduce uh, a band, a couple of, you know, at least one band. I've seen her introduce at least one band. Yeah, yeah I've probably but, seen them all. Introduce yeah, I probably. Somebody. I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I can't remember who introduced Glenn Hansard uh, when I saw mm-hmm. uh, Glenn Hansard in Chicago. It might have been Lynn Bramer. Yeah. This is as close as I can get to like a, a personal connection sure, yeah, to yeah, him, yeah. other than to say that yeah, I, I heard his voice and yeah. um, uh, that's a bummer. Yeah, very very familiar Chicago voice, and that is sad. Yep. Um, but yeah, a lot of movies. Uh, remember in my best friend's wedding, randomly, it's like picks them up at the airport. They're yeah. driving north on Lakeshore Drive, then like they're driving south on Lakeshore Drive. Right. <laughs> what are right. we? What, what's happening here? Yeah. Um. My best friend's wedding, the guy lives in Lake Point Tower and takes the CTA to get to the loop. <laughs> the fuck? Like, come on, man. So we should we should research like geographic flaws in uh, yeah, yeah. you know famous Chicago movies. And then we need to pair it or chase it with the blog post that I wish I could find about how in Thor Dark World there's no way that he's on, I, I don't know, like he's the, the, the Piccadilly line going from like Charing Cross to, to Greenwich. <laughs> Something. There's some guy who's like, oh, does this thing go to Greenwich? Oh, sure. It's just a few stops. And like, yeah, I know that that's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. But there's some guy wrote a, a lengthy <laughs> treatise on like it, yeah. what Thor could have done <laughs> was simply take a cross down bus. <laughs> then take the overland train. <laughs> But he, like he could have gotten to Greenwich in three stops. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. that was that was really really good stuff. Uh, yeah, so yep. there we have it. We're going to close with a uh, geographical things. I'm tempted to. I will do this. Um, uh, Son and I were in New York, and I'm going to see if I can remember all of the pop culture things that we saw there. We saw Central Park, Home Alone, right. Rockefeller Center, Skating Rink. Home Alone 2? Actually, both of those are Home Alone 2. I think maybe just Home Alone 2 is all that he got out of that. Uh, I went to Midtown Comics. 
Yeah. Uh, they have a downtown branch, and I uh, picked up some comics there, and always a treat to go to Midtown yeah. Comics. Yeah, and, and you saw the Brooklyn Nine-Nine building. That's right. There we yeah. go. Yeah, we actually went to Brooklyn to do that. <laughs> I'm not very familiar with Brooklyn. Yeah, I've, no. I've, I've rarely been there, uh, but we, we did take... Uh, uh, did you walk across the Brooklyn Bridge? No, I wanted to, but he, he balked at that. Yeah. He, he looked as though he wanted to, but he, he got cold, and yeah. so yeah, that was that. It was cold. Wasn't that cold? And actually, most of the time we weren't cold. I think you just didn't want to walk. Didn't want to walk. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, whatever. Yeah. I've, I've walked across the Brooklyn Bridge. I did that shortly after we got married. Moments, minutes, mere moments. Yeah. Minutes after we got married. Yeah. All right. So okay. we'll see you next week. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the X Men Files. We are available on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. If you listen, please rate us. If you want to drop us a note, you can reach us via email at cerebro at xmenfiles.com. You can also check out our website, xmenfiles.com. Our theme music is Invasion to Space Frog by Checky Brown. That music available under a Creative Commons license. Everything else was written, produced, and performed by Brian and Inessa. <laughs>